airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B. and J Mac are on tap with us. Yes, and yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's good to have a full house here. It's good to have a little team here yeah. um, that we're working with. Just more people to. Um, Pretend like I can hear what they're saying. <laughs> like, J-Mac running the board. He'll be giving me cues. You know that I'll saying? do the same thing to him that I do to you. 15. He'll be like, 10. Okay, I'm turning your mic off. That's it. You're done. Um, anyways, and, and then Sherry V's like, yeah, I'm still waiting for the open phone lines. I mean, right. it's just, this is just more people to you ignore. You going to take these calls um, or what? Right. Exactly. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, hey, before we get into our content for today, uh-huh. let's remind our listeners about MFL 21, the Marriage yes. Family Life Conference. Um, that right now we're in an early bird special. So if you register um, now, between um, now and April 1st, that's right. there is a discount that is offered to you. That's right. But let's talk a little bit about that. Yes, marriagefamilylife.net is the website. You go to marriagefamilylife.net to register. You can also find a lineup of speakers. You can check out uh, the, the uh, conference schedule. And also, you know, what's happening in the the youth apologetics track as well. And so, yes, until April 1st, we are in the early bird uh, special rate. So you want to register now. I just uh, would love for you to to, to attend this conference because there's a lot for the family. It's it's geared toward the whole family. We set it up to have a conference within the conference where your children uh, ages 4 to 17 will be able to be ministered to as well. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you can come as a family and be a part of this. That'll be June 24th through the 26th here in Tupelo, Mississippi. If you go to marriagefamilylife.net, you can get all the details for that. And again, uh, we're in our early bird special rates, and so you will want to register now. And I just want to put this out there, too. If you have a ministry and you would like to have a, a table vendor to be a vendor, we have those spots available. And with that vendor spot comes uh it comes with two tickets. So, you know, to man the table because you have to man your own table, but you're able to uh, uh, sell your product or show off your ministry or whatever you want to talk about at your table. And we have some built in times where we're going to have the, the attendees to go and check out the tables. All I would ask is just to, for a little summary of your ministry, you know, because we do have to vet, you know, what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so just a little short summary, you oh, know, uh, of that. <clears throat> and so we can just look it over. And uh, man, I, I would love for ministries to to take a part of this. Are you saying? As well, are you saying that you're not going to be inclusive as it pertains no, to ministry no, I can't, displays? I can't, like, are, are there some people that nah. you're just not going to nah, allow to display? Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. That's so hateful. <laughs> Straight like that. Just, just so. <laughs> so, how hateful are you? Nah, I'm not hateful. That you're not being inclusive. Anyways, <laughs> um, it just shows how seriously we take this, man. You know, yeah. I look, I. Anyways, um, 
defenders of the faith Amen. and uh, protectors as as much as we can be of the body of Christ. Amen. Just just not anything, you know, um, and everything. All right. Um, so you can go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net. You can read um, on the website not only the list of speakers, but you can look at the schedule for your young people and look at get an idea of what they're going to be participating in. And uh, if you see something that you think, oh, man, you know, I I think we want to be a, a part of that. I think, you know, then that's going to probably be the place where you discover it, where you're able to kind of look through some of the material. Um, we talked with the Warrens yesterday where yeah. we unpacked just a little bit of what they're going to be discussing. Mm-hmm. But everyone involved, at least everyone that I'm aware of, I can't think of anybody else I'd call them out publicly that's not taking <laughs> this seriously, yeah. not taking their role seriously and what they're doing. <laughs> and um, it's been bathed in prayer. And, and and a lot of intentionality, uh, we realize that there is an assault on the family, on the body of Christ. And in fact, that's going to kind of play into um, what I wanted to talk about today. Yeah. So today's topic is uh, a people without God. Um, I'm looking at cultures, God. a people without God, cultures experiment. And okay. and I sometimes when I, I look at these news stories, I feel like how far can we go? Like what, mm. you know, what more? <laughs> can we read and discuss and honestly sometimes it gets to be a bit exhausting Mm -hmm. because i think okay how much more can we look at where we say i mean isn't it obvious like at this point like how much more convincing i I feel like when we started you know this and whatever this is um it's like how do you how do you implore how do you reason with members of the body of christ how do you inform how do you equip? Um, how do you open eyes? Mm. And and you know you're grabbing stories here and there, and you're and you're trying to paint the picture or maybe build the case. Mm-hmm. And now I just feel like we're at the point where here it is. I mean, you see it. You see it so clearly. Yeah. So I I, I almost kind of feel like we're in an experiment. And I was thinking about this, wow. and I wanted to have a conversation around this with a few stories, several stories. So I'll try to be as expeditious as I can. Um, <laughs> we see how that go. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about this, you know, a people without God, mm. what does that look like? And we are in the midst of a cultural experiment. Mm-hmm. Well, what will be the outcome is the question that is being asked. What will be the outcome of a culture that ignores God mm. or denies the existence of God? And with any experiment, I was just thinking about this, and I want to get your thoughts on it, Will the Great. Mm-hmm. You know, with any experiment, you have um, the control group, and then you have like the experimental group, okay. right? Like you That's think right. about this. So with the control group, you have the group that is receiving a standard treatment or operating according to like standard procedure. Mm-hmm. They're not getting the experimental treatment, mm-hmm, right? They are mm-hmm. the control group, yeah. okay? So it, it is what we have known to work is what they are getting, but then we've got this new thing that we want to try out, and so for that group, we have the experimental group, mm. all right? And so the experimental group is the group that is receiving the new drug or receiving the new treatment or whatever is being researched, okay, is being mm-hmm. done to them, all right? But then you have that control group that's not receiving any of that. And I was thinking about this in the context of our culture. And I almost feel like and of course, there are going to be limitations to this illustration. But I almost feel like in our culture, the Christians are the control group 
And what the Christians are saying is that what has always worked, the remedy for sin is Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like this, this is, this is the standard. This is the remedy. Right. This is what has always worked. Right. And so you have these people as a control group who are saying, you know, turn to Christ. You're not going to be able to program your way out of this. You're not going to be able to quote unquote anti-racist your way out of this. Right. You're not going to be able to quote unquote social justice your way out of this. You're not going to be able to normalize um, sexually rebellious, uh, re- rebellious behavior mm-hmm. out of this. Mm-hmm. I know that doesn't make sense, but you get the point that I'm mm-hmm. making, right? But then you have this experimental group in the culture. And the experimental group is the group that is saying, we don't know. Let's try it. Hmm. We don't know. Mm. We, we don't know. And But what the experimental group is also saying is that they're saying, but we don't know what might work, so we'll just try all of it and see what sticks. But they're, at the same time, they're saying, we do know, though, that what you guys have in the control group mm-hmm. doesn't work. That's what they're saying. They're saying, th- that's not it. It's not. No, it's not God. So, and, so what we, and they what, don't want to yeah. hear from anyone in the control group that what they are trying to do doesn't work. That's they right. They don't want to hear that from anyone in the control group. That's right. That's right. Because we just and keep try. In, <laughs> and keep in mind, the control group is the group that has had the historically proven results. Yeah, over time. S- over time. <laughs> Standing the test of time. Yes. And so the experimental group is saying, nah, now we've got this new and improved thing that actually doesn't really include God, and, mm. and we think we can do this on our own. We just are going to have to have a series of quote-unquote specialties mm. to deal with each of our ailments, right? So we'll have a series of quote-unquote organizations and alliances and all of these things that we form because we have no room for God. So what we are existing in right now, Christians, we are in the midst of a cultural experiment And the experiment is the test of what it looks like when a people live or exist without God. Mm. So with that as the backdrop, and I I was thinking about this after our conversation with Amy, and I was like, man, my, you know, my wheels just start spinning. And and I'm thinking this, this is a cultural experiment to see how it all turns out. Now, the problem is, the problem is the experimental group, um, man, and there's so many different places you could go with this, but the experimental group endeavors to pull the control group over to their side. Mm. And and we don't know where we're going. Man. We we don't know if what we're trying will work, um, <laughs> but you have to come over to this side. And it's supposed you, to be the other way around. Yes. <laughs> it's supposed to be the time-tested, exactly. sure foundation, solid yeah. rock that we stand upon in the control group. <laughs> should be amount admonishing those who are trying to experiment mm-hmm. that look here it's time mm-hmm. tested proven. yes yes and so then the problem becomes i think that we are not convinced we over here in the control group i think we are not convinced mm. that um what we say we have mm. um <laughs> actually is the remedy I think we're sort of like, yeah. mm, maybe we should, maybe, maybe I don't wow. know, maybe we should experiment with, wow. you know, the use of certain pronouns Times and, and help changing. people feel, yes, yeah, yeah, you know? And so I was thinking about that, and I was like, I have several stories here that um, I've had for a few days up on my desktop that I just kind of want to work our way through. And I know some of these stories our listeners may be familiar with um, because our listeners, um, by and large, I would say are readers themselves. So some of these stories you may be familiar with. But I just want to have a conversation 
uh, around these stories in the context that we just set up for you, that this is a cultural experiment. And, and the question is, what does it look like um, to, to have a people, to have a group, to have a society without God? Mm-hmm. What, what will it look like? Well, I think that it will look like some of these stories that I'm going to present to you. So just a series of stories, all in the context of the experimental group is at the helm, okay? Mm. <laughs> the, the experimental group is at the helm. Man. I mean, this is just, this should be, you know. Um, alarming. Frightening. Yeah. Yes, and alarming. Just for, doing stuff. For everyone involved. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so here we go. This story, um, I guess at the end of last week, uh, from the Christian Post, um, all right. The California Department of Education um, was set to view or to vote on a new ethnic studies curriculum aimed at decolonization. Mm. Okay. So this new <laughs> ethnic studies curriculum mm-hmm. is a move to um, decolonize American society. Part of the lessons that were submitted that were to be voted on Part of the lessons included teaching students to chant to Aztec gods. Come on, man. Now, and, and you would think that this is made up. You would say, you would say, okay, Mika, you made your point. There's no need in exaggerating and just making things up. But this is an actual story. It was uncovered by um, an investigative journalist. I've read a, co- a couple, at least two or three, of his pieces where he's kind of like exposing what is happening, in particular in California, I want to say, um, but a man by the name of Christoph Rufo. And um, this is another one of his um, investigative pieces that he's bringing to light. Mm-hmm. And he goes into detail about what this proposed curriculum would do and what it would teach. And so just listen to this. Okay. So if approved, what is being called the ethnic studies model curriculum will be implemented statewide in California and it would be a curriculum that is used by primary and secondary public schools. So it would be offered to approximately 6 million students in about 10,000 schools. Wow. All right. The co-chair of the curriculum, a man by the name of R. Tolteca Kauhatan. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, (laughs) but I am doing my best, okay? (laughs) Developed much of the material cited throughout the proposed lessons in which Christians, specifically those of European ancestry, are viewed as the source of evil to be resisted and overthrown. Wow. Just think about that for a second. Wow. We'll take a break. This is Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Beat that music. Let's go. Dude, you can have it. Cats is only going to church to learn to stack the cabbage. Multiple collections, man, the greed is wreaking havoc. Dudes becoming preachers because they want to be living lavish. Man, this is madness. Pastors is savage. Passing the plate just to pass in the maverick. Pass through the script just to pass on the passage. That made the track from a pack that is massive. And it's attractive. Drawing the average. Cat that is strapped for the cash when the flash is. Pastor is passing. On American Family Radio, we appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And that's BSAC Music with uh, a <laughs> chosen one. Yes. The third. 
Yep. The truth. <laughs> Speaking the truth. Chosen one Hamilton the third. So t- <laughs> you can't just make up names <laughs> like that. Uh, I mean, you can. Uh, anyways, let's let's get right back into this article, right? This is uh, California's proposed ethnic studies um, would teach kids that white Christians in particular are evil mm. and would also invite them to chant to Aztec gods. Come on, man. Now, now this is really interesting because, you know, it seems to me that the people who call themselves now I'm going to when I'm when I'm using these people's terms, I'm going to say their terms. Right. Mm-hmm. Just so that people understand that this is not something that I have adopted. And where I have adopted it historically, I have rejected it in light of reading the scriptures and understanding right. that there's really no place for it. Right. OK, so here we go. And their words are their term anti-racist. Mm-hmm. They are the people given to partiality. So if I'm using <laughs> their terms, they are the racist. OK, so using their terms, the anti-racists are the racist. That's that's I mean, that's just the bottom line. It is because what we what we find ourselves discussing repeatedly is that these people are saying that they are trying to put an end. They won't they won't say partiality. They call it racism. They're trying to put an end to racism. But the only way they can find to do that is um, more partiality or their words, more racism. Do you understand? And and everybody is supposed to just kind of go along with this and and believe that this is just the movement Mm. of um, progressivism. This is just how this is how we progress. This is how we just move toward um, being better people by, um, you know, oppressing other people. That's how we move toward being better people. Back to this article. Um, so the co-chair of this curriculum, man by uh, the name of R. Tolteca Calton, <laughs> developed much of the material cited throughout the proposed lesson in which um, Christians, specifically those of European ancestry, mm-hmm. <laughs> are viewed as the source of evil to be resisted and overthrown. According to this curriculum, white Christians are guilty, watch this, of theocide. Theocide. Theocide oh, wow. against indigenous tribes. That in case you're not sure, you think you know what theocide means because you're putting together two terms that you know or two, you know, two, yeah. two words that you think you know. Um, you're right. It means the killing of deities. Okay. So that's, that's, that's what this person is saying, um, has happened in America that white Christians killed indigenous tribes, gods, killed indigenous tribes, gods Mm. or deities. And so because they did that and tried to replace them with their Christian faith, This person argues that the rightful place of these other gods must be assumed, must be taken up again. Now, I want to remind you at this point, and this is real, okay? I want to remind you that this is a curriculum proposal. That's crazy. This is what we ought to teach kids. All right. Quote, and this is from the uh, investigative reporter, Christoph Rufo, Mm -hmm. as he's referring to this curriculum. Quote, white settlers thus established a regime of coloniality, dehumanization and genocide. (laughs) That's what the curriculum materials assert. I thought these people wanted to stay far from like religion in in schools. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 
no, no, mm-mm. nope, just Christianity. Right. Just Christianity. Everything else is okay. Right. Everything else is okay. Everything else can be celebrated. Um, we can create spaces for everything else, just not Christianity. Not the exclusive and yet at the same time inclusive claims of Christ. Right. No, so just Christianity hmm. is what they find themselves against. The ultimate goal of this curriculum is to engineer a, quote, counter genocide, a counter genocide against whites. Now, remember, this is coming from the so-called anti-racists, right? These are the people who are going to put an end. They're going to, they're going to, you know, tomorrow will bring a better you and a better me. <laughs> right. right. This, this is what they're attempting to do. And the way that they have found to do this is, is to show partiality I, in a different yeah, direction. And I don't see how they even can even think that that's going to cause unity to teach this type of stuff. Like it can't. I mean, it's, do they really believe that? That they're they're creating a more a more unified, you know, condition by teaching things like this. No, I don't think they think that. Re- and remember, because here, here here's the thing, that actually is not the goal. Yeah. Remember, the goal is to eradicate God. Remember, yeah. we're talking about yep. the study that we're in. Yep. And this is the experimental group at the helm. No, they don't really think that. Yeah. The the aim is to eradicate, so to speak, God. It is um it is it's it's uh it's Frederick Nietzsche. It's mm-hmm. God is dead. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And excuse me for saying that that way, but that that is what is the modern yeah. presentation that we are sitting through in real time. Yep. You don't have to You're read right. this in your history books. This is happening in real time and this is what the attempt and the goal is that this should reach the ears of your children. That that your children will find that what you believe the absolutes that you submit mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. that those things are just irrelevant, mm. that they're antiquated. That mm. I mean, come, you can't still believe that because now we will say to, you know, everyone mm-hmm. that this is progress. Man, so once again, we have a prime example of the wicked understanding, you know, uh, discipleship and, and reaching That's the, exactly the young right. people. That so, is and exactly do, right. And they do it well. Like when, as the church, man, we should be on the forefront. Yes. Of making disciples, of training up our children, of indoctrination in godly things. But we see stuff like this, and they understand how to push it within that academic, uh, you know, system, mm-hmm. and, and to make it widespread. So remember, let's let's go back to the argument of, um, you know, no prayer in school. Mm-hmm. So this this would be the sticker: no to prayer, yes to Aztec chants. Hmm. Look at that. No, no, because that's this is what we this is what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? This is what we're talking about. And, and you know, you can have hmm. you can have other ways that you describe it. But mm-hmm. what you are talking about is. Um, lowercase G God worship. Right. That's what you're talking about. Right. And and there are some people who just will be outraged over this because they look at the academic implications of it. There was, there will be people who will be outraged over this because they say, well, the constitution and and there will be people who will be all upset about that. But mm-hmm. what I would call upon is for every Christian who understands the spiritual implications of this to be outraged, mm-hmm. to lead your children in chants to God's. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? To, to, to create a space where your kids wow. are engaged in lowercase g God worship, wow. wow, and then call that academic. So yeah, no to the true and living God. Yes to 
false false guys. Come on. That's that is that is precisely it. Look, I'm going to continue with this article here because I got to move on. But just and, and the lessons also include an official ethics. I'm sorry. Ethnics studies community chant. What? It's recommended that teachers lead the students in indigenous songs, chants and affirmations. Mm-hmm. In which the kids will make direct appeals to Aztec gods. They will petition Aztec gods. Wow. Now listen, I man, I'm telling you cuz this is the this is the this is the place where Christians living in 21st century America will grab for the fruit that we've always been told to grab at. We will say, well, no, that's a violation of our constitutional rights. And and we will grab at all of our rights. But what we ought to grab at is something that goes far beyond what we have a right to in this country. We've got to look at the spiritual implications of what people want to do in the hearts and the minds and to the souls of our children. Mm. This is a big deal. This is not one of those things where it's like, oh, come on. A quick mention and then move on. The this is a moment. I'm gonna. T- this is a moment where I feel like the um, the playbook gets opened, and you get to peek inside and see. Oh, okay. So all of this has been moving toward this, yeah. as we said, as we started the show, a godless society. Yeah. As a a society where um, where God is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. And again, the experimental group is at the helm. And so it doesn't, the question is not even, will what we propose work? They don't, they don't really care about that. It's just a society, a culture without God. That's, that's what we're after. And the question then becomes, just how do we get there? Mm. What's the fastest way to get there? Here's another article. You may have heard about this. Cambridge, Massachusetts. <laughs> The City Council of Cambridge, Massachusetts, approving an ordinance that um, will alter the city's current statute on domestic partnerships and allowing it to be between three or more adults. You remember when we started talking about polyamorous relationships and, and, and talking about where we go as a society when we remove God's standard. And you remember um, how many disclaimers you had to give because you didn't want to offend lesbian, gay, and bisexual individuals by, by saying, where does it end that there's no, there's no <laughs> cap to it. You yeah. remember that? Like, and, and so, you know, when you would say, so what's to say that a thruple, I remember the first time I heard that word, it just sounds so utterly ridiculous, right? But now we are actually talking about this right. in our country. That's right. This, this will, unfortunately for us, unfortunately for us, this will become normalized terminology because we have got to find ways to conceptualize, deal with, and in the case of Christians, also rebuke openly and outright that which is reprehensible to God. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to have to use these terms to a certain extent to say no, <laughs> no. So you've got, you've got <laughs> You've got a city in Massachusetts saying, no, you know, look, um, if, if, if three people want to get together and they want to call that a family, mm-hmm. they want to call that a domestic partnership, mm-hmm. we will recognize that. We will say that that, sure, sure, they should, they should have the same um, recognition as a husband and a wife 
or as a husband and a husband or a wife and a wife. That's, you know, and and why? Because we, we, you know, we allowed for that. We said, well, who who am I to, who am I to judge? And you know what? I'll say this too, as far as the body of Christ is concerned on a lot of these issues, we've bowed down to immorality. So a lot of times, you know, there's not much (laughs) that is said, you know, against this type of stuff because within the body there's a, a lot of things going on yes that we have just allowed yeah and we just say who am, who am i to judge yeah. who am i to judge listen you know man we have we have to we have to mourn and we have to take responsibility where we have been silent on issues and i'm not talking about speaking out like from like what i'm doing here behind Mm -hmm. this microphone. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about we have to take responsibility where we have been silent in our everyday conversations with Mm. members of the body of Christ, people Mm. who are claiming to be Christians, where where they have said things to us that really do not comport with Scripture, that it's it's hard to reconcile those things to um, an orthodox belief, Mm -hmm. right? But we just, we smile and nod, and we just let it, we've got to be at the place where we don't do that. I was, and, and, let, and let me tell you something. This is, this is a conviction that has come to rest firmly on my heart. And because we have, we have allowed ourselves to just sort of say, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to get too caught up in that. You know, I was hmm. talking to a person yesterday mm-hmm. that I met for the first time. And this person felt very, very comfortable in telling me a little bit of her background, just, just talking. And I was very surprised because she was telling me, that she is in a relationship with a man that she's not married to. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this person. In a relationship with a man that she's not married to. But then she told me, but I believe that God has brought us together. <laughs> and, and then she told me that this person wants a, wants a family with me. Wants, you know, and, and then she told me, and, and this person feels like I have drawn him closer to God. Mm-hmm. He sees God in me. And then <laughs> she told me, because, you know, I sing in my, in my church's worship team. And, and so, and I, you know, and then, which, so finally I said, wait a minute. I said, are you a Christian? <laughs> and she said, yes. And I said, okay. <laughs> I said, and you're not married to the man that you're, that you're telling me about. And I, I said, you know, God judges that. Now that might seem very strong, right? But but look, you've drawn <laughs> me truth, into this though. conversation. Yeah. You have you have now grabbed my conscience. You have told me things that if I care about your soul, mm-hmm. I have to tell you that that is sin. And now I'm going to appeal to you as a sister. You're telling me that you are a follower of Christ and you're telling me that you're in a relationship with a man who wants you to have a child with him. And you're not married to him. So I have I have I have two choices. I can smile and nod and just get out of the situation as quickly as possible because oh man, if I start talking, mm. uh, yeah, I might I might close doors. All the things we tell ourselves so that we can be cowardly. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? So we don't have to say anything? Yeah. We tell ourselves, oh, you know, God God doesn't want me to hurt her. Yeah. When here I am, the reality is you're telling me these things. You've opened the door for me to speak now into your life in some way. So what am I going to do? Am I going to love you more than me? Or am I going to love me more than you?
All right, we got to grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Our Father, which art in heaven, yeah, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be and choosing to call out sin, you know, to the degree that it makes us uncomfortable, then we just have to say something like it, mm. what, what God has already said, what God has already called sin. We just agree with that. We, we, we're not, we're not deciding. You understand? We're yeah. not. So when we come face to face, so in this moment, I said to this woman who is telling me that she is a Christian, mm-hmm. I said, you must marry this man. What is what is God judges this? Mm. And she said, I received that. Mm. And I said, mm. okay, wow. then get it right. Yeah. Do what's right. Yeah. God sees he cares. Like Man. he's not, you know, God is not ignoring your sin because it's you. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? We tend yeah. to think we kind of have this feeling like, you know, well, I mean, you know, if, you know, if I lie, you know, it's not like when he lies, right. you know what I mean? I like, my, my, privilege I've got to, you know, it's because it's a meeky lie, right? And God knows. God knows. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. You, that's right? And that's frightening. <laughs> that's yeah. frightening. Yeah. So, so anyways, <laughs> listen, godless culture, mm. godless society, um, we are in the throes of this experiment. The Christian remains the control group. Yeah. And, 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 you know, to even give a, a greater context to the control group. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. We are to be led by the spirit of God. Amen. So so if if and when this is true in our lives, this aids us that we are not taken captive or held hostage by what is happening in the current cultural climate. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, the climate can be changing all around us. The mm. culture can be shifting left and right. But what is what stabilizes the Christian is that, man, we have not made up our faith. That's right. That's right. We haven't, made the, we haven't made this thing up, and we're just going by the straight edge of Scripture. And I just wanted to, man, just jump back real quick to that example that you gave with the young lady. Yeah. I'm like, man, but see, that's why God has created us to be involved in, in a family. You know, like, she probably may have never heard that, hey, God judges that. Mm-hmm. You know? And mm-hmm. who, we don't even know the people out there that may receive the word of God, their heart may be, you know what I'm saying? But no one is living life or challenging. That's right. You know, one another to be able to get to a point point. where it's like, man, I see that, man, you're right. That's right. You know, we have to be bold enough to do that. And it's not easy. Like you said, it's it's loving someone else more than you love yourself. Yes. And and how you're going to be viewed. And, and I will say this, I, I will say this. It requires boldness but it is a boldness that is fueled by love. Right. Right. Because right. sometimes we look at boldness and we just kind of take boldness as this sort of like, you know, aggressive, mm-hmm. harsh, like, well, I'm going to just tell you. Mm-hmm. And man, you know, Lord, forgive us that that has been our approach to people that we've got to get mad to tell yeah. them the truth. You know what I mean? Some people can't tell the truth unless they're mad. Right. Like they, right. I mean, man, chest. come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I mean, 
sit down for a second. Right. You know, like what about love fueling the truth? Come on. What man. about I love That's you? So and if I really believe this man, if I really believe the scriptures, if mm. I really believe that what the word of God says is true, that those who remain in their sin, those who have not accepted Jesus Christ, who have not turned from their sin, who have not repented. If I really believe that those people are condemned to hell and then I come in contact with them and then I just don't tell them because I don't want them to be mad at me. Mm. How hateful is that? Man. How hateful? How That's mean real. is that? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So we are in this place where, yes, there there is an experiment. The experiment is happening right now. Hmm. Um, what will it look like to live in a godless society? What will it look like to live in a godless culture? And and will the Christians, the control group, will we live by the standard? Remember, I am not saying that Christians are setting the standard. It, it is the one standard that we live by. Hmm. Okay, we have adopted this. We have said we have submitted to this standard. We have not created it. And when we go into a situation where we keep that in mind, right, then we're less likely to just kind of like, you know, ignore (laughs) when there's the moment that we have to kind of step in and say there is a standard because you're going into that moment, understanding that you yourself have you have fully submitted to that standard. You've you've said yes and amen. All right. A couple more stories here. And I know we're not going to be able to exhaust these stories. Any one of these stories could have been the entire show, by the way. All right. <laughs> yeah. But I just try to make a point here. Okay. Um, so you've got this Episcopal school. Here's the next story. Episcopal school in New York. Um, private Episcopal school. Um, that the director of that school um, gave its or gave his employees, the teachers there, mm-hmm. uh, the directive not to use or to teach kids not to say mom and dad or boys or girls, but to use inclusive language. So I will use, I will use Christian to describe this school, a private (laughs) Christian school. Uh Okay. Um, And then here is a story. The head of a New York city private school is defending an inclusive language guide that discourages the use of phrases such as mom and dad saying, it's needed to affirm and unite different members of the school's community. Mm. At issue is a guide by Grace Church School that has received attention. <laughs> well, wow. of course it has received attention yeah. because you've got this. People would, you know, you presume it's right. a Christian school. So there are some tenants. Grace Church School. I mean, hello. Right. Anyways, the guide was given to families at the beginning of the school year in order to provide the community with more inclusive language that is aligned with the mission of the school, aligned with the mission of the school quote, this is from the guide quote, while we recognize hateful language that promotes racism, misogyny, homophobia, and other forms of discrimination are already addressed in our school handbooks. We also recognize that we can do more than ban hateful language. We can use language to create welcoming and inclusive spaces. Remember, Man. the target here is children. I just, I, I just don't want us to forget that. The target here is children. So among the guide's suggestions are the following. Don't say boys and girls. Don't say guys or ladies and gentlemen. Instead, say people, folks, friends, readers, mathematicians. When reading a book, excuse me, 
when reading a book, avoid saying the boy or girl on this page, but instead say the child or the person or the character. That's ridiculous. Instead of saying mom and dad, say grown-up folks or family. <laughs> Parentals. <laughs> Parental units. Instead of saying, that's not in here, but, you know. <laughs> instead of saying husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, instead say spouse, partner, significant other. The guide also encourages wow. the school community to state affirming pronouns when introducing oh, oneself. Boy. Now. Pronoun hospitality, huh? That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Man. That's, that is exactly what it and, is. And the way they try to frame this, we can do more than just <laughs> ban. Ter- yeah. We can. It's yeah. like they, they think they're so clever and so like, yeah. you know, like, man, we're That's doing exactly the right, right thing. They're putting in the, the work. The godly thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're, they're putting in the work. They're, on, they're going man. further than just the base level expectation of being, as they call it, an anti-racist. Right. Which, by the way, um, being the anti-racist also includes like, you know, being anti-homophobia and anti-transphobia. It's like, you know, it's all under the one umbrella, which is what Miss Taylor pointed out when she went before the the school board. It's, It's all under one umbrella, all headed toward one common goal, one common objective. But here is something that was really interesting. Um, the the head of the school at Grace Church School, the head of the school, a man by the name of George P. Davison, George P. Davison, received pushback on this. And he said that this is not something that this guy is not banning certain words, that this is simply a suggestion. Okay, this is a guide. Okay. All right. So this, he said, we're not, we're not banning words. We're not basically... <clears throat> making teachers do this Mm -hmm. um this is just a suggestion and then he gave he shared this anecdote as to why he thought this was important are you ready for it let's hear it okay here we go quote it's designed to help the adults in the community find words to affirm and unite one lesson i learned a few years ago is that i should never assume the familial relationship between any student and the adult that is with them i'm Mark that statement in your mind. Okay. Okay. I have a huge problem with that, but we'll continue. (laughs) All right. I was embarrassed to say the least. I was embarrassed to say the least when I once presumed that two adults with an applicant were his grandparents. They were not. Offense was caused that could have easily been avoided. I now carefully use, quote, your adults or, quote, grownups with individuals whenever I am not 100% positive about their family makeup and always with groups and classes. That is the spirit of the guide. There's a double play on meaning there, okay? (laughs) That's the spirit of the guide. Anyways, um, to give us all words to use that will bring people together, end quote. That's the the end of his comments on the use of this guide. Now, I could be overreaching, with the problems and the concerns that I have with his, his um, clarity mm-hmm. that he brings there. But I think that there is a reason why we have made certain assumptions about parents and children, especially in a school context, right? That you don't just allow, you know, um, adults to just march children into schools and then enroll them and then, you know, just say right. these, you know, ask no questions, we are the adults and this is the little person that we have. You understand? I mean, there's a, there's a certain trust and a certain expectation that we have that, you know, yes, okay, it may be embarrassing that you thought they were the grandparents, but, I mean, shouldn't you know? 
Like if, if, a, if a kid is coming in and they're applying to go to this school, like shouldn't they fill out an application? It, right. It, you know what it, I'm saying? To me, does that type of mistake makes for uh, sweeping changes like this? Like, it's, Absolutely not. It, it seems like, okay, that, that was embarrassing. Okay, all right. You, but, man, now you're going to implement or uh, have a guide that would totally, like, I, I just don't see that. That's... <laughs> I, I, I feel like we are moving toward a place where we are going to be so um, incapacitated that children will be able to be abducted and taken against their mm-hmm. will. They will be able to be trafficked and no one will ask questions because we will we will effectively be silenced because we can't make some basic assumptions Man. and children will be unable to cry out and to receive the type of protection that they once received because of some basic assumptions that we made in culture. So now you can't call. So you can't say, oh, are these your parents? And then have the kids say, no. No, they're not my parents. Mm. So now we're just like, oh, these must be your adults. Well, that's true. Mm. They, they, they are the adults, right? Okay, so but what's the relationship of the kid to these people? You can't ask that. Do we, we can't ask no, that. No. And, and that's hateful. That's, that's, that's assuming some things that could be potentially hurtful. And the question is to whom? Hurtful to whom? Because once we tried to make sure that we protected children. We cared about children and not just adults. Mm. These are the kinds of things that I, I feel like, you know, man, we're we are going to look up. We're going to we're going to look around one day and we're not we're, we teach girls that they cannot be alarmed if a man comes into the bathroom. <laughs> we teach girls oh, no. that they that no flags can go up in your mind if a man walks into the bathroom with your daughter. She must stand there and expect that that's just OK. What kind of society are we living in where once you had you where a girl could say, I'm uncomfortable with this in a fitting room where she is changing her clothes? She can say, I'm uncomfortable with this. No, she cannot say that because that's not woke. You can't be uncomfortable with that. You have to accept that. And I don't care. And there's some people who want to be generous and they'll say things like, so he's not even dressed like a woman and he can get, I don't care either way. A man is a man is a man. I don't care how he's dressing. I don't care if he walks in looking like Paul Bunyan or if he walks in looking like RuPaul. A man is a man is a man. That's right. And we are creating the type of society where our kids are not better protected. They are at risk. We already know this. And remember, Christians, you are the control group. Don't participate in this experiment. What will it look like to live in a godless society? This is Romans 1. Hmm. This is Romans 1. Where you've got all these people, all of these scholars, all of these academics who are claiming to be wise and rejecting God. And you know what the Bible says repeatedly in Romans 1? Over and over. You go read it. And the Bible says that and God gave them over to themselves. He gave them up. He gave them up. He gave them up. Read it over and over. He gave them up. The problem with the society that we exist in right now is that there are so many who have repeatedly rejected God and he has given them up and they say, but we're not going alone. Mm. We're not going alone. Mm. And if we can't have you, that's okay. Cause you're going to die out, but we will have your children. Man. Remember Christians, 
you are the control group in this experiment. You must carry yourself that way. All right, didn't get to the last story. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. We don't know. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.